Hello and welcome to our classic music podcast extra. I'm Lawrence Lewis here with some Cuban daydreams with pianist Elena Casanova. Her first daydream brought us La Bella Cubana by Felipe B. Valdez. It's one of no less than 44 tracks on her recent MSR Classics release, Daydreams of Cuba, and that's devoted to music by Cuban composers. Well, it's great that Elena is joining us from San Francisco on a Zoom line to take us into this very special sound world of Cuban music. So, first of all, welcome Elena to our Classic Music Podcast. Now, in your liner notes for your disc, you mentioned that many of these pieces were a part of your childhood. Did they, over time, drop out of your repertoire and then return as you researched this program? Correct. I, you know, you forget about the stuff that you did. I started uh, at the conservatory in Cuba when I was in third grade, so I was like seven years old. Um, I was a little bit... um, young for my for my group and um so those are pieces that i play back then really you know eight nine years old and um when my kids uh started doing music i started looking for music that had the roots because um, my daughter for instance i don't know if you can see in the background there's congas back there and you know um my my daughter was interested in 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 Cuban music. She just seemed to be attracted to it, and I thought, I remembered how these pieces were so crucial uh, uh, for learning all of the different styles and and the different you know rhythms. And so I started looking for music um, for that music, and I was visiting my uh, piano teacher in um, Miami. And I was saying, you know, do you remember those pieces that, you know, we used to play? And she says, oh, yes, here they are, you know? So I just kind of went crazy and I thought, well, this is fantastic. And then um, I've played them in concert, you know, here little bits and here and there. And um, then not a lot of them are recorded. And especially where I live in the area where I live, the access is um, not very good for Cuban music. So I decided to, um, that it'd be fun to record them for them. And that's the project. Your project, Elena, has revealed 16, I guess, mainly little known composers. How important are they in the history of Cuban music? Well, the most important Cuban composer would be Ernesto Lecuona. And that would be somebody that people know of. However, there are a lot of other composers and musicians that came before him that were um, that started the nationalist movement, and it was very important to the development of of that music in Cuba. And it wasn't um, it was influenced by popular music, but it was classical. It was it was. Um, um, it had its its roots, and they were all educated in Europe. Most of them, anyways. Uh, they went at some point um, to Paris Conservatory or other other conservatories in in Europe, and so they had. Um, I think they're very important as part of the repertoire. And um, I don't know because I haven't lived in Cuba for quite a while how much they are played there, um, but I do know that there's not a lot of recordings of them. So. 
So I think that they are very important for me anyways. Um, and I think that overall, I mean, there's there's quite a few. Alejo Carpentier wrote uh, a, a music um, anthology of, of um, you know, the importance of, of all of these composers. So there is documentation, um, but um, yeah, they don't get played a lot. you're hopefully trying to remedy that situation. It's interesting that you say some of them studied in Europe. Did they return to Cuba and begin composing in longer musical forms? Some of them have, yes. Um, and I'm, I'm planning on I'm working on some of that. It's gotten my interest because as like as I said, these were pieces that I played when I was a young child. So it was, and and because of the project having to do with my kids and their interest, uh, I kind of concentrated on that. But I am looking forward to to uh, playing some of their bigger pieces. Although the repertoire of bigger pieces is not very big, um, but they did write um, longer longer pieces, and you know, not not I don't think I don't I haven't seen anything in sonata form, but. As, as far as what I've been able to um, research, but there are definitely longer pieces and, and much more complicated and demanding technically. Okay, so uh, you, you've given us a basic introduction to these Cuban composers and the various forms in which they were writing. What outlets existed in Cuba for their work to be heard? They would have been played um, at parties, and some of them were dances. Contra dances were, were it's a dance form, uh, but they were intended, I think, to be uh, not necessarily dance. Like Saumel, I don't think it was intended to be dance music. I think they were, they were entertainment pieces, but they were not. I mean, I, I love how they... They always, you know, play play out the dance, you know, as far as the the marketing and the promoting and all that. But I don't believe that they were intended to be. I think they were supposed to, they were intended to be um, concert pieces.
one piece that's of concert length, although made up of 17 short movements, are the Miniaturus Rhythmicas Cubanos No. 2 by Maria Matilda Alea. I actually knew Maria Matilda Alea. I also got to meet René Tousset. I met him in Miami a few years back, and, and um, I played for him. This is before I, I uh, recorded Recordando, my previous album. And um, I wanted to get advice from him as to, you know, how Cuban I was, how, how, how authentic I was, um, you know, being with my interpretations. And he just said, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> he was very sweet. Um, but the, the Alea pieces, those are the ones that I really, you know, that I worked on when I was a, a kid. This is part of the repertoire, uh, required repertoire at the conservatory. I think that there's, this is just two sets. I think there's a number one and number two, as far as I know. And, um, but she wrote a, a lot of other, um, they're not in, in, in any grouping, but she wrote a ton of other material. Um, I just um, was able to find these two um, compilations and um, I decided on number two because it has a little bit more um, technical difficulty and a little bit more interest than the number one. Um, and I played most of these as, a, as, like I said, as a child. So they had a little more connection to me. Well, by the time I came to the conservatory, like the Miniaturas Ritmicas number one, um, would have been, I, I, I was more advanced than, than, than those pieces are. I think that they're more for beginner. Are there more women Cuban composers? When I did a little bit of research, I didn't find a lot. I think these these were the two, although I know that Lecona's sister uh, also wrote quite a few pieces. But no, most of the composers that I came across were um, men. However, in the new, in, in the, I want to say in the late 20th century, uh, I think we have quite a few others. Um, I can't think of her name right now, but there was also another um, female composer that we also played a lot of her music. A lot of her, there are more songs. It kind of came up that way. It's like, it was interesting that I ended up, you know, with several female, or at least two that were, had quite a bit of repertoire. Although Maria, Maria Mabotet doesn't, didn't, a lot of her music has not survived. 
um, she came to the United States and I think probably those dances were well, are the most recognized or most popular. I don't think she continued to write after she came here. So, you know, it'll be interesting. There's probably some material in Cuba. I'm, I am, you know, part of my ensueños, part of my daydreams is, is going back to Cuba and uh, going to the Museum of Music and to the National Library and, and spending some time researching some of that. You've certainly found many composers during your researches so far. Are there any in particular you'd like to highlight? Well, another that I think is unique is uh, Andres Alen. I played the Danson Le Grand on the album. He is um, sort of a crossover artist. He's, he's written a lot of uh, jazz and music, so he plays uh, jazz music. And I really love... I particularly love this Danson Legrand, um, written uh, for, well, with in 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 honor of Michelle Legrand, the famous famous um, m- film and and jazz, you know, French composer, you know. But he's still a resident in Cuba, as far as I know. He travels. He's one of those um, uh, musicians that travels a bit. Um, not quite like, you know, Chucho Valdez and some of these other um, super famous um, jazz and and popular musicians, but um, and he's 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 older. I would say that he's probably in his sixties now. And but I remember him in Cuba as well. Uh, he used to come to the conservatory every once in a while. So, um, but he is. I don't know. I just love the this um, danson because. It, it sort of reminds me of the 70s and that's when I was growing up, right? And so it really kind of connects me to the music that was happening at that time as well. So I, I love that piece. And um, of course, Danson is the first, um, you know, it, it's the first original um, style of music from Cuba. And um, the first one that I play, uh, Las Alturas de Simpson, which is like number three, I think on the album,
Ah, I was going to ask you about that. Simpson's such an English-sounding surname. How did it find its way into a Cuban music title? Um, I know. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a barrio. It's a, it's an area in Cuba. So um, it's, it's um, like a little uh, neighborhood. Somehow that, that was the name of it. You know, sometimes the names have nothing to do with, you know, um, um, anything. And um, I think that the sing song, it's also a, a bird, I believe. Um, it's a songbird. And I don't know exactly how that would translate in English. I don't know <laughs> uh, what, what bird that would be. But um, that's, that's what I know about that. Miguel Fariñas Perez. Yes. I don't know very much about him except the fact that he is the um, consider um, the first uh, to to bring out um, and it's and it's in the format of this song it's it's still in a classical format. However, it's now been taken over by the jazz world. In fact, my piano teacher was kind of like, "Why did you play that? Why did you program that in there?" because it's really not recognized as a piano solo. So when you play these pieces in concerts, how do audiences react? Oh, people love them. I mean, I, I, I was asked to play at a, at a concert uh, when I first moved to this area where there were going to be like five or six different pianists and they were all playing different styles of music. So it's sort of like a, um, um, a fun, evening of, of just different styles, whether blues and jazz and new age music, classical. So I decided that I would play Cuban music. And just because it was, it was different. And I thought, well, I have some, there's something that nobody else is doing. Right. So I play Cuban music and people just loved it. And I kept on getting asked to play uh, Cuban music. And so I started recording I thought well why not and so so I explored it a lot more and and even though I've played concertos and I've played other um I, I play on chamber music um ensembles with a piano trio or or cello duet um I have a, a friend that he and I play quite a bit and um the 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 Cuban music has just become kind of a a niche for me that I really enjoy so people like it I like it, you know, why not play it? <laughs> And that's Andreas Alain's Danson Le Grand, 
and lovely homage by a composer to another composer, the legendary Michel Legrand. Our thanks there to Elena Casanova for her insights into Cuban music. You'll find her Cuban daydreams on MSR Classics, MS1786. Now the music that followed through our conversation was La Bella Cubana by Felipe B. Valdez, La Cardenense by Ernesto Lecuona, El Somatan by Manuel Somal, Cancion del Esclava from Miniaturas Ritmicas Cubanos No. 2 by Maria Matilda Alea, Ave Maria Gallo by Jose Fernandez de Coca, Las Alturas de Simpson by Miguel Falde Perez, and the already mentioned Danson Le Grand by Andreas Alain. And yes, there's lots more to discover on Elena's wonderful disc. I'm Lawrence Lewis, and it's been my pleasure to bring you this Cuban Daydreams edition of our Classic Music Podcast Extra. We've one more daydream for you, Appassionada by René Touzette. 